Welcome to the Come Follow Me for You and Me podcast, a podcast following the Come Follow Me curriculum from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm your host, Ashley Lottenan-Singchun. In this podcast, I will share lessons with short thoughts and impressions from our weekly lessons and leave you with an invitation each time of ideas to ponder or things to do to put in action in your life. I'm excited to learn and grow with you as we all learn more about following the Savior. Thanks for being here. everyone and welcome back to the Come Follow Me for UME podcast. It's crazy that we are starting, I guess you would say season two, since we're starting the Doctrine and Covenants this week. So I am really excited to be doing this. I The more I've been studying the Doctrine and Covenants, I just feel like this is like the perfect time in our world's history to be doing this and how all the Doctrine and Covenants is just to prepare us for the second coming. So I am just so excited. I hope that you will follow along this year as we study the Doctrine of Covenants. And if you go over to my Instagram page, which is come follow me for you, come follow me underscore for you and me, and you go into my profile, I have created a Doctrine and Covenants reading chart that you can use to help keep track of your reading. And it will also say the come follow me lessons. So each week, so you can kind of keep track there. So I hope that you will go check that out. I'll put the details of that in the show notes as well. So you can do that, but we are starting this week in Dr. Covenant section one. And the title of the lesson is hearken. O ye people. So I guess I'm going to do a little bit of a background of this section and then some thoughts that I've had as I studied it. And going back to, if you don't follow me on Instagram, um, do that. Every Sunday I will do, what I do is what's called a Sunday synopsis to give kind of a preview of what we'll be studying for the upcoming weekend, come follow me. So I did that a couple days ago on Sunday and share some similar themes, but I'm going to add on to that here tonight. I'm I, I saying tonight because I'm recording it tonight, at, at nighttime, but So we'll start here now with kind of the background of section one. And as it says in the title of the section, that Dr. Covenant section one is a preface. Preface? I hope I'm saying that right. Of the Doctrine and Covenants, of what this is all about. This, let's see, I have a Doctrine and Covenants here. How many sections are there in Doctrine and Covenants? 138, I believe. Let me just make sure I'm saying that right. If it will tell me, um, I believe it's 138, but now I don't want to say the wrong thing and to be leading people astray. So yeah, 138 sections. So section one is telling us why there's 138 of these for us to study this year. So I, I was listening to another podcast that don't miss this and David Butler on there says that he's like, oh, he's a word guy and likes to know the meaning behind different words. And I am the same way. I love to know the meaning. So let's start with the word preface, what that means. It, it means it's an introduction to a book, typically stating its subject, scope, or aims. So with that definition in mind, section one is a really neat section where we can learn what the Lord hopes 
what the, we can learn what the Lord hopes we will learn throughout our study this year. So he, it's, is his, I guess what he wants from us, what he wants for us as we study section one. And in the, um, the manual, the come follow me manual, it says as a background to this in November, 1831, the restored church of Jesus Christ was just a year and a half old. Though growing, it was still an obscure group of believers living in a sparsely settled frontier, led by a prophet in his mid-twenties. But God considered these believers to be his servants and his messengers, and he wanted the revelations he had given them to be published to the world. Doctrine and Covenant section 1 is the Lord's preface to the, comp the compilation of these revelations, and it clearly shows that even though the membership of the church was small, there was nothing small about the message God wanted his saints to share. It is a voice of warning for all the inhabitants of the earth, teaching them to repent and establish God's everlasting covenant. The servants carrying this message are the weak and simple, but humble servants are just what God needs then and now to bring his church out of obscurity and out of darkness. And I love that intro. I feel like it can be, it's really reassuring where he says that um, at this time, the servants carrying this message are the weak and the simple. And, but the Lord, but they were humble. And that's who the Lord needs to help bring this church out of obscurity and darkness. And I love how it mentions that that's what the Lord needs now. So if you, I guess, feel like that you are, weak and simple. I, I know I feel that all the time. I just know that that's okay. And that's who the Lord needs. He needs people, just simple everyday people to, to be a witness of him and to be a witness of Jesus Christ and to help spread his gospel. So don't ever, I guess, don't ever think less of yourself in that way and what you have to offer even if it's just you think a simple testimony that you share or a simple thought that you share on social media or you share with a friend, it's all important and you are making a difference. So I hope that you hope that you know that. If not, I hope that you will. One thing I really love about this year and the opportunity that we have to study the Doctrine and Covenants, which is essentially it's, it's church history of the church being restored and the revelations that the Lord gave his saints to help restore and to bring the church out of obscurity. So as we study this, we also get to study ex the saints book. And then um, there's lots of other resources that go along. If you look at the manual, the Comfort manual online, it has lots of links to other like, church history resources that will help you to learn more about each section. And I would absolutely recommend you do that. If you're studying from a paper copy, that's great, but I also would recommend you go into a digital copy and see all the, excuse me, links that are there. Um, so, excuse me, in section, in the manual, it, it has, there's an excerpt from the Saints book that kind of gives a background in section one that I think is a really neat introduction also for us. And I want to just kind of to paraphrase it and get some ideas so you can kind of get the context. But so it's interesting that section one was given in 1831. And if you look at eight, the section two, that one is given in 1823. So right off, we learned that this 
these textures are not necessarily in chronological order that it, this was, you know, given eight years after section two or yeah, eight, eight years after section two, um, to kind of give an, an idea of what the rest of the sections are about. So this is how section one, which is the preface came to be. And in 1831, Joseph called a council of church leaders and I was listening to a podcast, which if you obviously have listened to this podcast, you like listening to podcasts, but John, by the way, and Hank Smith have a new podcast called Follow Him. And I'd also absolutely recommend you listening to that. You listen to that. But they were talking about this, how, you know, everything the church does, they have a council. And so that in back starting in even 1831, they had a council if they need to make a decision. So Joseph called a council of church leaders, um, because there was a man named Ezra Booth who had recently published a letter accusing or in the local newspaper that was really well known and really well read by lots of people. And in this letter accused Joseph of making false prophecies and hiding his revelations from the public. So obviously this was a concern since the church was new and they were trying to help people to learn about it and to become converted. So they wanted to make sure that they were, you know, the right things were being said about the church. Um, so, and also many of the saints wanted to know the, you know, these revelations as well. And I, there, from what Hank Smith and John, by the way, were saying today that I was listening to in their podcast, you know, a lot of the sections we'll, we'll learn were revelations given to specific people, kind of chastising them. And so Joseph wondered, you know, is there really any worth for this to be published? Do other people need to read this besides just the person who was meant to be given to? But obviously we know it was. So, um... So they, so there's only, at this time, they only had handwritten copies of the revelations that Joseph had received. And it's interesting to learn that the missionaries, they, for one, had the Book of Mormon to take with them on their missions, which has always been a missionary tool to help people to be converted unto the restored gospel, because that's the fruit of the restored gospel. But these revelations, if they wanted to take any of these revelations with them on their mission, they had a... They had to copy them by hand, and so not every missionary had the exact same revelations with them, which is an interesting thought that I had not I had not known until I was been studying this. But so knowing all of this, Joseph proposed that the, they publish the revelations in a book, and he thought this would help the missionaries, and that it would you know provide correct information about the church to to everybody who was curious about the church. So the council talked the matter over, and David Whitmer and a few other people were opposed to this idea of publishing the revelations. They actually were worried that making these things known would give would cause problems, and just that it would not be a benefit to the church. But Joseph and Sydney, Sydney disagreed, and they insisted that the Lord wanted to, the church to publish his words. So... After more debate, they assigned Sidney Rigdon, Oliver Cowdery, and William, McClellan, William McClellan to write a preface of the Book of Revelations and present it to them on a later date. So they do this because they were all really smart and they thought they could do a really good job. And um, it was it was just picked apart. It was not right and it was it didn't go over well. So the you know they take this to the Lord then. And they, the, the Lord, Joseph, the Lord dictates, or the, 
the Lord gives Joseph what he wants his preface preface to say. And so after he would speak the words several, um, after he, you know, after section one was written down and after it was given to Joseph, several of members of the council said that they were willing to testify of the truthfulness of the revelations. And so in time, it all worked out that they were able to get the revelations published. And that's what we ha that's what we now have as section one. So hopefully that made sense. I would encourage you to read um, the saints book and get more details about that. I just, that was just kind of a paraphrase of the, the history of it. So I'm, it's interesting, you know, that all of the sections are not man's word, but they are the Lord's word. And so I think that's what that was important for us to know that these three wise men thought that they could write a preface, but it wasn't right. And the Lord didn't want it to be their words. It wanted, he wanted it to be his words. So section one is all from the Lord. And as I've been studying it just for a few days now, excuse me, since we're just a couple days into our study of, um, of the Doctrine and Covenants, I am just, I feel like my testimony of it has already grown so much and why it's so important for us to be reading and studying this this year, starting the very, very end of 2020 and going into, into 2021, where there has been a lot of calamity. And if we read in verse 17 in section one, it says, wherefore I, the Lord, knowing the calamity, which should come upon the inhabitants of the earth, called upon my servant, Joseph Smith, Jr. And spake unto him from heaven and gave it, gave unto him commandments. So I wrote here that this was the purpose of the doctrine of covenants. Also, it's the purpose of the restoration is because the Lord knew that the, there would be calamity on the earth and he wanted us to have a source of hope and a guidance of how to return to live with him. So the manual says that, um, it says to note the calamities that the Lord warns us about. So it references verses 13 through 16. So I'm just going to kind of quickly go over that. 13 says, And the anger of the Lord is kindled and his sword is bathed in heaven and it shall fall upon the inhabitants of the earth, and the arm of the Lord shall be revealed. And the day cometh that they who will not hear the voice of the Lord, neither the voice of his servants, neither give heed unto the words of the prophets and apostles, shall be cut off from the, among the people. I feel like this is a really kind of scary verse, too, because this whole section was given to you know, members of the church, as we learn in verse 1. Um, it talks about... It says, oh, hearken, all ye people of my church. So if members of the church don't hearken to, we, we read in verse 14, if we don't give heed to the words of the prophets and the apostles, then we shall be cut off from the press, from among, from among the people, from among the church. So it's, that's kind of a scary verse, but that's, you know, some calamities that we, we I'm sure you can think of people that you know, who are leaving the church or who have left the church because they don't you know, listen to the prophet anymore. And we learn in, in this section in verse 38, where he, the Lord says, whether by mine own voice or the voice of my servant, it is the same. So this is a real, I guess, testimony building experience, or hopefully it can be at least that that's one reason why we're studying the Dr. Covenants, I believe, is to help, is to help us to increase our testimony of the prophets that 
when the Lord is, when the prophet is speaking in the capacity of the prophet and the apostles are speaking in the capacity of, of apostles, it is the voice of the Lord. So one calamity is that people are not believing in the prophets or apostles anymore. Um, verse 15 says another calamity that people have strayed from my ordinances and have broken the everlasting covenant, which I think that you can see that happening as well. And verse 16 says, they seek not the Lord to establish his righteousness, but every man walketh in his own way and after the image of his own God, whose image is in the likeness of the world and whose substance is that of an, of an idol who waxeth old and shall perish in Babylon, even Babylon the great, which shall fall. And I think that that's also something we can absolutely see that's happening. Um, and referring back to that podcast I was talking about from with John, by the way, and, and Hank Smith, right? If I said that wrong earlier, I apologize. But they mentioned how here it says, you know, but every man walketh in his own way, how that is absolutely happening. And they, their guest, Anthony Sweet, is on it this week. And he says, you know, you can see that happening. That everyone's like, do you? Which I think there's times it's like, okay, that it's funny. It makes sense. But there's so much out there. It's just like, don't worry about other people. Just do the things you want to do. Focus on yourself. Focus on what makes you feel happy. What makes you feel good. Not about how it says the beginning of verse 16, that to not seek the Lord to establish his righteousness. Um, and then 35 talks about, that he says, for I am no respecter of persons and will that all men shall know that the day speedily cometh, the hour is not yet, but is nigh at hand when peace shall be taken from the earth and the devil shall have power over his own dominion. I feel like that's a really kind of scary verse that, you know, peace shall be taken from the earth. And I think at this time it may, you know, that may, we may feel like that's happening, that peace has been taken from the earth. And because it does at times feel like that is, you know, really what is happening. So, I mean, there's kind of lots of doom and gloom, it feels like, in, in section one. But there's also a lot of um, other, you know, really positive things that are also happening. And that, I guess, the verse or section one talks about of why the gospel needed to be restored and how what a blessing it will be to the earth and to its people. So I'm just going to kind of quickly go over that. Starting in verse 17, like we mentioned before, how it says, The Lord said, Wherefore I, the Lord, knowing the calamity which should come upon the inhabitants of the earth, called upon my servant Joseph Smith Jr. and gave unto him from heaven and gave him commandments. So I already read that earlier, but again, the Lord knew all of these calamities and all the things that I shared just then, just now, would happen. And so he sent us the restored gospel to keep us safe and to prepare us against that. So kind of going from there, of some happy things, it's in verse um, 18 it says that he also gave commandments to others that they should proclaim these things unto the world and all this that it might be fulfilled which was written by the prophets. And 19 says, The weak things of the world shall come forth and break down the mighty and strong ones, that man shall not counsel his fellow men, neither trust in the arm of flesh. So I I really love that. Like I mentioned at the beginning, sometimes we may feel like we're weak and that we don't have much to offer or our testimony doesn't really mean anything or we feel insignificant. As I'm saying that, I'm saying all things that I feel and have felt 
many times. But that's exactly who the Lord has saved or has set aside to break down the mighty and strong ones and to, te- and to you know, share his restored gospel. And verse 20 says, But that every man might speak the name of the Lord, the God, the name of the Lord, excuse me, that every man might speak in the name of God, the Lord, even the Savior of the world. And I love these next few verses, too. It says, 21, this is a reason why the church was restored, that faith also might increase in the earth. So at the same time, what might seem like peace is leaving the earth, the Lord restored the church to increase faith on the earth. And I think the more that we have faith, I think the more we can increase our own personal peace. And in 22, it says that my everlasting covenant might be established. And 23, and the fullness of my gospel might be proclaimed by the weak and simple unto the ends of the end of the world and before kings and rulers. Um, I just, I love that. I know, I feel like it's interesting how the beginning, I mean, it's kind of peppered throughout, but it, there's, it, the Lord talks about a lot of hard things happening, but also a lot of good things. And I, it's hopeful. I just, I guess 21 is just a really powerful verse to me, how the, the faith also might increase on the earth. And I just, I just know, I feel like the more I'm just reading section one, that this is, that I feel like that we are supposed to be studying Doctrine and Covenants this year and that everything we're going to learn this year is going to help us and to help us to be strong and to help us to keep our testimony strong. And I, I just love that. And I hope that you will take this opportunity this year to, to really study the Doctrine and Covenants and to increase your testimony. And I, I have something kind of to share at the end, but I wanted, as I was just reading this, I just wanted to share something that I learned from verse 35 and 36 that kind of made it, I feel like I'm, as I read this, I feel I can visually see in my mind two sides and I'll kind of help you to understand where I see that 35. I see, I guess, Satan's side here in 35. It says, for I am no, I wrote this earlier, but to repeat it, for I am no respecter of persons and will that all men, excuse me, shall, shall know that the day speedily cometh. The hour is not yet, but is nigh at hand when peace shall be taken from the earth and the devil shall have power over his own dominion. So we learn that, that Satan will have power over his people. But then we learn in, thir- in verse 36. And also the Lord shall have power over his saints and shall reign in their midst and shall come down in judgment upon in Idumea. I don't, I totally butcher that word. I don't, I've never heard that word or seen that word before. I guess that I remember, but look in 36, see if you can teach me how to, to say that. But the Lord will come and down a judgment upon the world. And I guess going to the footnotes, 36, um, to that word, it's go, it talks about, it means the end of the world. And it tells us to go in the Bible dictionary. Maybe I'll make a little post about that. But um, I like that I mentioned and kind of prefacing those two verses that I see two sides there. I see, you know, Satan having power over his dominion, but then the Lord also has power over his saints. So I wrote next to this verse here, you know, 
I want to be on the Lord's side in these last days. And I want you to be on the Lord's side as well. And I'm sure you do as well. I mean, who really wants to be on Satan's side? Nobody does. We want to be on the Lord's side. And by by studying our scriptures and by studying you know, the revelations that we will have to study this year, I know that we will stay on the Lord's side. And I just wanted to end that um, I just am so excited to study this with you this year. And I hope that you'll take the opportunity to better prepare yourself and to hear the word of the Lord. And I am just so excited. And I hope that you um, will take the opportunity to go to my website to or profile to download that reading chart so that you can keep track of the reading this year and follow along as we study the Doctrine of Covenants. And with that, I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Come Follow Me for You and Me podcast. Your love and support means so much to me. I hope you've learned something today that will help you in your journey of following the Savior. Come hang out with me on Instagram at comefollowme underscore for you and me, where I will share more thoughts and impressions from this week's lesson. I would love to hear what you are learning each week over there as well, as you are heeding the Savior's call to come follow me. I'll see you next time. Welcome to the Come Follow Me for You and Me podcast, a podcast following the Come Follow Me curriculum from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. In this podcast, I will share lessons with short thoughts and impressions from our weekly readings and leave you with an invitation each time of ideas to ponder and to put an action into your life. I'm your host, Ashley Lottanon Singchun. I'm excited to learn and grow with you as we all learn more about following the Savior. Thanks for being here. for listening to the come follow me for you and me podcast your love and support means so much to me i hope you've learned something today that will help you in your journey of following the savior come hang out with me on instagram at come follow me underscore for you and me where i will share more thoughts and impressions from this week's lesson i would love to hear what you are learning each week over there as well as you are heeding the savior's call to come follow me i'll see you next time Thank you.